everyone, and welcome to another review of Endgame. But this time, I have a very special guest with me. Someone who I thought Ellie would beat him out to seeing this movie, but um, as of the time of this recording, Ellie has still not seen it. So, Mr. Phil, there is still one person who has not seen this movie after you. So, would everyone welcome back to the podcast, as always, Phil Rude. I am shocked to hear that. I was certain that I was going to get another Zang This Court sprung on me for being the last person on Earth to see Zang This or uh, to see Endgame. I, uh, she's, but, uh, yeah, I, I, wow. I think her thing now is it's it's so far out that she's like, you know what? I'm just going to watch it at home. Yeah, I, I'm I'm assuming to dive deep into all the stuff that we're going to talk about so that she can pause it and be like, let me think on it because. With this being, I think the third or fourth episode I've done, and probably not the last. Um, yeah, I, I've been doing a series of Endgame reviews. It, it, it is, and it's funny because, yeah. um, because for everyone, um, listening, last week of course was the Spider-Man Far From Home review, and it's weird because I'm actually recording this one before that record. So, if there's anything from that record that I don't mention here, it's because one, I don't want to spoil Far From Home because I'm really assuming Phil has not seen that one. I've not seen that. No. As as the time of this recording, and on top of it, that's a whole separate discussion that will be in another episode. So, um, from future zinger to past zinger, um, yeah. So, anyways, the floor is yours, sir. You saw this movie. What are what 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 are your initial thoughts out of the gate? Um, I was trying to think of uh, words to describe this movie. I know it's it's, words, it's a big one. Words to describe my feeling. I uh, to start with, I do want to say I was in Ellie's camp for a long time because I didn't think I was gonna catch it in theaters. I was just busy with stuff. I had a couple minor personal issues that that kept me from getting out to a theater. Um. And then I ended up, uh, I was on vacation a couple weeks ago, and I just had a day to kill. And I'm like, oh, it's still playing. And so I just was like, I'm going to just pop in and finally see this freaking movie. I have to be the last person on the planet to see it. And I was surprised there was still like a half full theater. Uh, I think some people were coming back second time around, but I think there was a lot of uh, new people in there who were who had probably just waited for the crowds to die down. Now, my question is this: Did you see the new extended one with the extra feet? I mean, with the extra footage, or no? Because I was wondering, because I couldn't remember if if you had seen it before, or after they were had released that. Um, I I don't know because I've only seen it once. I okay. don't have the comparison, but uh, as far as I know, it was just the the standard. Okay. The standard cut. Because I know you saw it around the time that they were discussing that one being released. So I was like, I didn't know if there's something where they told you or if it's just you went in and, and no, there no was clue. nothing. There was nothing on on the marquee that was like, oh, it's the new new cut or or director's cut or I don't know how, even how they're labeling it. The the come give us your money again cut. Um, I, I I I can't imagine. There's a lot more footage they're putting in that, but I, from what I heard, and it was one of those things I was like, I might go, you know what? I'll wait for the DVD for that. I mean, <laughs> right. wait for that one. But, yeah. um, from what I've heard, it's not much. So it's kind of like they just extend a few things here and there, or they kind of change one or two things. It's, it's the makeout bit. scene between Tony and cap that they yes. had to cut to get the PG 13 rating. Yes. That's yeah. that, 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 that is exactly <laughs> what, what you get. So, so you saw it and, and I, I feel you've been beating around the bush. So, all right. I saw it and I liked parts of it. I think this is a movie that is put together in a really sloppy way, but there are, parts of this movie that I really enjoyed. So I can't I can't outright say that I I didn't like it. I liked it more than Infinity War. Interesting. Uh but it's it's one of those things it gave me a good ending to the character arcs that I wanted to give good endings to. And I was like this is a this is a good enough movie on the whole. There's a lot of fat that could have been trimmed out of here. But things that I, I loved that Hawkeye finally got something really interesting to do. 
I love Tony's ending. I loved Cap's ending. I, you know, there, uh, there was just some great character moments throughout here, and and a good ending to, uh, for me, uh, uh, the Iron Man arc. You know, this ten year arc we've been following Tony Stark through. Uh, for me, that was really what I wanted was this great end to to Tony's story, and I got that. But I don't know that I would go watch this movie again. Um, I, I, if it's on TV or something, I'd sit down and watch a few minutes of it. I don't know that I could give three a three hour chunk of time to this movie again. Um, there's Marvel movies. I just think I think this is a good enough finale. But there's Marvel movies I think that are way better. And would take priority for me if I'm going to rewatch something in the MCU. Now, is it something to where, like, maybe... Because that's what I've kind of thought, too. I'm like, you know, this is not something I'll probably... I'll watch parts of it, but watching the whole thing would be like... Uh, I'm, I I'm I have a day... Like, it, it's something I plan out ahead of time. But but with... um For Endgame, it's like I plan out, you know, oh, man, I'm going to watch this today. But I'd watch certain scenes over again or certain parts over right. again quicker because I just feel like that would be an easier thing to do. So do you feel the same way in that regard? Or Yeah, I think there's there's elements of this movie and there's scenes of this movie uh, like Tony meeting his dad in the past. That was such a great sequence. You know, that's such mm -hmm. a great couple of scenes and great character building for Tony. Um, you know, this guy who is, it's been revealed over this 10 years of watching movies of him. He had this really troubled relationship with his dad and his dad finally talks to him like a peer. And it's just like, oh my God, this is so like emotionally rewarding for, you know, of course us as the audience and as Tony, as the character and everything. Um, ironically after now, now having to flashback, having like PTSD issues with the fact that I watched all the Marvel movies leading up to this. Right. <laughs> um, I, I will say this. I, and that's, that's the other thing. If I'm repeating myself from an older episode, I am sorry, but I roll uh, with it, man. But, but I just wanted to say, this is the first time I've 100% liked Tony throughout an entire movie he's in. Tony Stark, for the most part, is a great character, but as they get into the later movies, they, of course, have to paint him as more of a villain or more of a troubled individual. And this one is one that I like him through and through the entire movie because he makes the right decision the entire time and sticks with it. So that's kind of something to where it, it gives his character something to where, and I don't know if you felt the same way, that there's certain times where you just are like, uh, Tony, why are you doing this? But in this movie, it's like, no, he's right on the ball most of the time. There's lesser Tony Stark for sure. You yeah. know, like there I mean there's lesser Iron Man movies and there's lesser movies as a whole. But yeah, like some of the uh sometimes they make Tony a little too snarky and and less likable in that way. Sometimes they they bring him down on the wrong or you know, like maybe not where I would come down on the issue with the whole civil war thing. Um so yeah, there's I think that's sort of helped flesh his character out as somebody mm -hmm. multi-dimensional but you know if you do, if you can have a character that's been around this long and you go i don't like him all the time or i don't like what he does all the time but i still like the character like that's yeah. a win yeah and but yeah for sure in this one it was like uh he he got brought around uh for all the right reasons you know he was resisting getting involved and then it was sort of like he sort of understood the greater good that the Avengers is supposed to be all about, you know, and that was it was a good moment for him. And I, I think throughout this movie, he is sort of a return to form of original recipe. Tony Stark, you know, that that first the magic of that first Iron Man movie when when everybody was like, Tony Stark, how great is this guy? You know, like um, it's a little more of that. So. My my next thing my next thing I want to discuss with you since we have since we've had time for sort of people to see this and for sort of themes and stuff to pop out. What are your thoughts on Bruce Banner in this? Uh, I don't. Or actually, here let's let's do this an easier way. Okay. What were some of the negative? What were some of the old? curmudgeon phil rude moments where you just <laughs> wanted to be in where, where where you were just a grumpy old man in this um, movie 
There, that's 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 the nicer way to put this, I guess. Uh, for 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 Hulk in general, or the the entire movie, the um, the, the entire movie. What were your grumbling in your seat moments? Um, uh, my my biggest one was the uh, the Me Too uh, movement in the in the giant battle. That was the one that it was the most pandering uh, thing that just made me roll my eyes when all the female heroes stepped up and just like. We got this. It was it was such a it was uh, like the only thing more pattering would be if they put hashtag me too up on the screen. You know, like it was uh, it was good to see all those characters collected together. I, I but but it was done in the the most look how progressive we are kind of Disney way that they could have done it. I I definitely agree with you on that. Like I said, I have nothing against them doing it, but it it. it I, I will give it the heavy handedness that that it's like they they yeah. made it blatantly obvious what yeah. they were doing, which it's it, it is what it is. But for some people, it's just like I'm I'm rolling my eyes not because of the it's it's because of the execution, not because of the context. Exactly. I, I I don't have any problem with portrayals of female empowerment or or anything like that. It was just sort of like a look how relevant we are kind mm-hmm. of movement. Um, uh, the, the, the giant battle as a whole, those, those third act battles, a lot of times are just overwhelming, uh, uh, and there's not a lot of tension here. They zoomed in at times and, and it had some good moments to it, but really just watching CGI armies run into each other is it, that that's gets a little tiring to me. Uh, smart Hulk, since you brought it up, smart Hulk is funny for a little while uh that first scene with him you know where he's like taking selfies and and dabbing because he thinks that's what the kids are into uh is is pretty funny but ultimately like i feel like smart hulk never really took in the comics because that's not what people want in their hulk and i think it suffers the same kind of thing here um you know you want to see hulk uh, you want to see Banner lose control. You yeah. don't want to see him like live, live with Hulk in peace. So, uh, I mean, it was better than than impotent Banner from Infinity War. You know, we still had Hulk, but um, yeah, yeah. It just, it just, um, it was different. They were trying something different. I give them credit for that. But it, the joke ran its course pretty quick. I think it. I don't. I'm. I. I might be one of the people that's in the camp of I don't mind it at all. It's kind of like I. I don't really know what they can do with the Hulk anymore because they kind of aren't going to do a solo movie with him. So he always has to be like the tag along in yeah. any other movie. So I'm like doing this at least gives him something interesting in the sense of he's now Hulk and Banner. He's a more confident individual because uh, I. And in, and in, in, in the whole analysis of this like the deeper meaning of this movie is this is a movie about people dealing with loss and how they deal with it. Sure. And of course, Banner's solution to it is he didn't want to be somebody who couldn't be a whole person anymore. So he combined the two and yes, that makes sense in that story. Um, of course, uh, Natasha couldn't let stuff like like everyone handled loss differently in this movie. So I'll give it credit to that, that it stuck with something for that. But as going forward, it's like, how involved is he going to be in a lot of the other stuff? I think he's going to be a cameo. I don't see him being utilized anymore that I don't see the level of utilization like they used him in uh, Ragnarok. But who knows? We'll see. I, I think they, they wrote themselves into a corner with him and they kind of are like, well, we got to stick with it. But it's a character that I'm like, I, as much as I don't want to say it, what could they really do with him? Still, I, I can see them doing a lot, but with the limitations that they've already put on him, it's like, I don't see what they could have done. If that sentence uh, makes any sense. It, it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the nature of Hulk is like, he is a great supporting character. Yeah. But the MCU has, you know, they've tried everything with him. They tried two different runs at like solo movies with with Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, uh, uh, unpopular opinion. I don't think that Edward Norton Hulk movie is bad. It's okay. Once half again. of that, the first half of that movie is really good, 
and and uh, the second half gets a little sloppy. But uh, I don't I don't mind that movie as much as everybody else does. I going into watching it ranks really low with me, and like if I had to rank all the movies, which uh, by the way, if anyone's gonna ask, I don't want to do that unless I absolutely have to, just because a lot of them kind of just have this weird gray area where they just are kind of yeah yeah. and the hulk one for it being number two in the release of like wait number two or three it's right up there at the beginning i i'm actually funny start cameo at the end of it it was like right on the heels of iron man i i just watched all these and i and i'm forgetting so i'm like i know like it had to have been two because they had to have had at least I, I'm completely forgetting and that's sad. Um it it doesn't connect. It was when they were still trying to find their footing and it it doesn't it doesn't really get brought up that much in the other like events from that movie don't really get mentioned that much. Of course they had to completely change the actor, which a lot of people did go, Wait, why are you watching that movie? I thought that, that one wasn't part of the MCU and it's like it is. It's just so disconnected from what the MCU would become that they really didn't, and plus they never had a chance to do any follow-ups or anything with it. And um, one of the most forgotten characters, as I've said before, is Betty Ross. Is like the most forgotten character within the MCU yeah. and everything. Because she is in there and then is gone, 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 and never mentioned returns or has anything happen with her. Which is sad, because... I mean, they, they went in a different direction, which is cool, but at the same time, if you have anyone out there who's a big Betty Ross fan, you are sadly going to be disappointed in that. And well, it, even, yes, it even is the Thunderbolt Ross got brought back at which the end of this Which was awesome. His, it was great to see uh, uh, William Hurt. I'm like, wait, who is it? Oh my God, they brought back wait, Ross for this. That's awesome. Which yeah. is great because he pops back up every now and then, and it's and it's a nice thing to do the in-universe sort of... To remind you that, oh yeah, remember that movie? Yeah, this guy's still a part of it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like that aspect of it, but as I said, it's, it's something to where it's... They... It was so early on, it's so disconnected from what they do later that it it kind of is this floating movie that they they can't really go back to almost. I think they didn't even know how big the MCU was going to be at that point. They were just making origin stories movies and going we're going to we're going to hook these up in the future. Well, I mean, a, a prime examples of that is there's a lot of setup of course. Thor has some setup of like the Infinity Gauntlet being seen and all this stuff. So it's right. it's it's like I think they had an idea of what they wanted to do, but it was like we got to think small picture here as we move into a bigger picture. So so yeah, the earlier movies did suffer, I think, at times from certain things. But yeah, if if there is if, if there is one that is very forgotten, it's that movie. Is it bad? Is it good? The reason I don't like it is because it just doesn't feel right because it doesn't have anything to follow it up with. And the stuff that does follow it up is like, oh yeah, this guy is Bruce Banner in name and that's it alone because we don't kind really of, yeah. talk about anything that happened in that movie. Shh, quiet. Don't, don't talk about it. So, yeah, it's a it's an it's an it's an oddball, but I don't as as just a standalone movie, I think it works fine. In yeah. the same way like the first Iron Man movie. That's what I love about the first Iron Man movie is it's not connected to anything. It's just a fun trip through a guy building a robot suit. You know, <laughs> like even the plot is is just templated nonsense, you know, like Jeff Daniels is your big bad guy. This guy's like 70 years old. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, and his suit looks goofy. But just, I mean, that movie is so much fun um, that every time I, I see it on like USA or whatever basic cable channel has the rights to it, you know, I stop and watch it for a little bit. I think, you know, for me, that's like some of the greatest stuff the MCU made was was that first step into that world. Um, and, and, and so uh, a lot of my driver to see these last two Avengers movies has been to close out that arc. I feel like I've been following this universe for, for 10 plus years, and I really just wanted to see it end, and that brings me right back to, to Tony Stark. You know, it, it began and ended his, his arc. And so for me, that was really, really satisfying. Um, not to spoil anything from far from home, 
but to mention something, since that is technically the final one in the Infinity Saga, Tony Stark, of course, isn't in the movie, but is a presence in the movie all the same. So it's kind of one of those things to where that movie is sort of living with the repercussions of what happens in this movie. If that makes sure. any sense. I, I just, there, of course, you, the listener, will know from the previous episode more <laughs> discussion on that. For this, I just wanted to drop that in there as a nice little, it was a nice cherry on top in certain regards to certain things. So I just wanted to point that out real quick as like, a, he's not there, but he's definitely a presence there as well. So, well, the, the MCU's done such a great job of making Peter sort of tony's legacy you know Mm -hmm. like the the carrier he's going to carry that torch forward you know he is he is the boy genius the way tony was was a boy genius and 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 a tech wizard and he's using stark tech so it is like within these movies they've done a really good job of setting of taking spider-man and going we're not only going to make this like the lovable peter parker spider-man we're going to set this up so he is actually carrying the torch of one of our most prop- popular characters forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it is, I mean that, that relationship in um, uh, homecoming is, is <laughs> it's played out so well there, you know, <laughs> like, like the, uh, uh, I'm not going in for a hug. I'm letting you out of the car. Yeah. And then that, that payoff here when, Peter shows up and, and Tony goes and gives him this giant hug. And you see that like uh, seeing the repercussions from infinity war, seeing that Tony really did care about Peter yes, as, as much as he put that wall up, he really uh, was affected by that. It, and it really was uh, a great character moment. I think Robert Downey Jr. has done his, his best acting as Tony Stark in years in mm-hmm. this movie. Well, he, he really embodied the character through and through. Like, like, like he was, not to quote the movie, but he was Tony Stark. Like, through yeah. and through. Like, he became that character to where, like, if you do anything in the comics now that's not relevantly looking like Robert Downey Jr., it's like, who's that? Oh, that that's right. Iron Man. Are you sure? Like, like, he's really embodied it in that sense. Um, I, I, any, any other curmudgeon moments we, we got it. We want to pry out of you, sir. Um, no, not really. It was all like the stuff I didn't like was all just big picture stuff. Like, you know, it's, I, I felt like the, this movie had some pacing issues and, um, and stuff like that. I'd rather focus on, on the things that I actually, okay. uh, kind of enjoyed I, that, I, no, that, like, no problem. Thor and uh, things like that. You know, it was, it was more comedic stuff that, that played really well. I, I I I assumed you might have been a curmudgeon about some of this stuff, so I wanted to give you your moments to to <laughs> to to hash it out, and for me to either agree or be like, come on. But on the note of um of um fluffy Thor, I guess fluffy, I don't know fluffy Thor. I mean, yeah, <laughs> husky husky Thor. Yes, um, I've. <laughs> I've, I've mentioned this on several episodes that I was not behind this, but the more I thought about it and the more I kind of realized, you know, the plot of this movie is about loss and how you deal with it. Right. It made everything about Thor so much better. And it just was one of those things that I really, really loved what they did with the character once I kind of sunk in the the grander story they were telling and the fact of, you know the whole he was still able to summon Mjolnir because just because you're out of sh- just 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 because you've changed physically and everything doesn't mean you're not worthy to be a hero still. So it's right. like stuff like that was something I really did enjoy and everything. Once I thought about it and kind of got out of my system of like, oh, I, w- I want, you know, the the, you know, Thor to be like ripped and it's like no it, it it works in the movie the the jokes are there and it's and it's played up but it's one of those things where the overarching theme of loss does I think do a lot better and as I've said before if you want someone who's had the worst week ever Thor is the person who had the worst week ever leading sure. up to both Ragnarok leads straight into Infinity War so he went through losing his his father losing his hammer, losing his people, losing his home, to basically losing his brother. Yeah, uh, you know, a complicated relationship that that is. He still lost. You know, Loki is legit killed at the beginning of uh, Infinity War. So, 
and then and then having them and, and also it's it sets it up really well in Infinity War because Infinity Wars I think a very has a very strong Thor story running through it of like you know it, it gets into that character Rocket you know talks to him and has the whole moment where it's like where Thor's like oh I've I've never been beaten and he's like well you just got beaten he says well I've never been beaten twice by the same person and it's like <laughs> you can tell he is on the edge of just like losing it and then he gets the thing that's he, he gets the MacGuffin that's going to save the day and what happens when he uses it he gets mocked by the person and isn't able to do anything to stop him from doing his ultimate plan and right. it's like how and then he gets his revenge in the very beginning of this movie which was awesome but it's it's an empty thing it brings back nothing it changes nothing it does nothing in the grand scheme of things to solve anything for anyone, his revenge. So it's an empty thing, and he goes and deals with that in his own way. Yeah, it's a it's a complete arc for Thor. And Thor, in Infinity War, he was, hands down, my favorite part of Infinity War. I was mm-hmm. much more curmudgeonly about Infinity War, because I think it's a... I think it's a much worse movie. You know, I like, it's, it's a... It's a set piece. The whole thing is a set piece about, look, we got everyone together. It's, it's kind of a stunt. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, whereas this one actually had so much more character work. Uh, I want to talk about Hawkeye for a minute. Oh, yeah, I go, think, go for it. I think Hawkeye has... I don't think he's been this interesting since his cameo in the first Thor movie, where where just the fanboys knew, hey, that's Hawkeye. Sweet. What a great cameo. <laughs> you know, like uh, since then, he's just been, you know, hired gun, uh, brainwashed in Avengers. OK, he's he's the extra guy in the Avengers. And in here, they really set him off the deep end. That cold open with his family is so good. It's so freaking good, man. Um, and then you don't see him for like another 45 minutes. And he shows up just uh, slicing gangsters up. And it is. It is really a, a great uh, show of a guy who's kind of lost his way, um, and it, I think I think they really they tried to give Hawkeye uh, a more human approach when they gave him a family when they did all this other stuff in the earlier Avenger movies, and it didn't work. And I think this humanized that character so much more and made mm-hmm. him interesting. When he's fighting with Natasha over who's going to sacrifice themselves, you know, like, um, you know, it, it was, I think, the most humanizing we've, we've gotten out of that character. So I think it, he was really one of the more interesting parts of this movie for me, even though in the big picture of it, he's kind of a minor player. He He's there. He's he's involved, but he is he. In the grand scheme, he sits back and does what Hawkeye does in every other what movie. What Hawkeye does, right. But you feel more invested in the character because of that setup. And I know that there was the whole, like, oh, well, that scene was originally supposed to be in, in um, Infinity War. They were originally supposed to do – and I'm like, no, they did that perfectly, in my opinion. The fact that it yeah. starts with that, that you you know what's going to happen. You, yeah. you, you, as a person watching – know exactly where this is leading to and when it finally happens you're just like whoa and it's the way it the way it happens where you just see the remnants of that dust floating away yes it's it's creepy like he he didn't get to see anything either it's just they were gone and it's like it wasn't like he was looking at his family when it happened it was completely just so yeah, it, it was that. That was a very powerful scene, a very great way to start this movie and to start him on his journey, which I I do agree they did a great job of. Let's set this up and then pay it off way later in the movie. In a, yeah. I mean, in a three-hour movie, of course, you have stuff that you can set up and pay off way later. But this one was one that, like, there was no explanation. It's just kind of like we cut later to a different scene. It's like wait, wait, oh my gosh, that's Hawkeye. Whoa, and as comic book fans of course we knew who it was going to be but but going through the story it was interesting to do it that way but yes i i do agree with you this despite the efforts of um age of ultron and stuff like that that 
yeah, it was great to know that he had a family and this whole twist of, oh, he, he has his own secrets and it's kind of, it, it fell flat there. But this, this made that, that, that whole thing pay off. For sure. Um, it, it's in, in the same way we talked about how they, they've struggled to find something interesting to do with Hulk. I feel like that's been their Hawkeye struggle the whole time too. Yeah. Um, he's not as charismatic as, as they've made Natasha turn out to be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's this, the, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson just, I think has a natural charisma that Jeremy Renner doesn't and, uh, in a way that she's just naturally not brooding and, and likable and fun to watch. And so she's, she's come through a lot easier where I think that Hawkeye is just such a underwritten character and always has been yeah. that they're just, he's the added guy in the Avengers. I was just so happy to see him uh, get something really cool to do and to have Natasha in his relationship sort of um, take center stage in their, in their, plot line you know what i mean like we know that they have this history together of of being you know sometimes on different sides sometimes on the same side you know this this long history of being spies together Mm -hmm. and and seeing them sort of pair off in their time travel uh plot line and 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 team up and even before that even before they reintroduce hawkeye uh it's hinted at that natasha is sort of tracking him that yeah. they're they're you know looking at the intel reports and figuring out uh uh where where he is or what is likely him um in doing these murders around the world it's, it's pretty crazy so you mentioned the time stuff mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts on on revisiting the whole going back and and i guess the the um, tour through the history of the MCU, almost. the uh, the Back to the Future two uh, storyline. No, no, they... no. The the Die Hard storyline. Is it the Die Hard storyline? I'm making a joke about when Ant Man said the. Oh, you mean like Die Hard? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it was uh, it was a little gimmicky. I mean, I understand that that time travel. I, I like that they didn't just go, well, we got the time stone so we can set everything back to before this happened and, and hit the reset button. I'd rather see them do this. I thought it was laughably ridiculous that Tony Stark solved time travel in like one day of, of studying the problem. <laughs> but uh, but that, that I mean, this is a guy who invented a uh, a particle accelerator in his basement and created a new element. So, you know, like in the, in the science logic of the MCU, it's, it's fine. It's, it's right on point for something he'd do. Right. <laughs> that, uh, you know, the whole comic book, uh, the Marvel comics, uh, uh, trifecta of Banner, Stark and Reed Richards being so smart that they essentially just solve, they crack the code on everything like in, 22 pages yeah it's you know like it's like okay that's fine i'll accept that i it, it, uh, the time travel stuff as a whole it was fine it it got them where they needed to be um outside of uh tony and cap stuff you know where where uh not i mentioned earlier tony and his dad i thought that was a great moment mm-hmm. but i also thought that uh cap getting into peggy carter's office and sort of viewing her through the window uh, was really sweet and really sad and, and just a really nice moment for, I I think I don't want to undersell Cap's story either because his ending was, was beautiful. I think think he had a great ending and, and they brought back Peggy Carter in the best way possible. Um, So I, I, and this, I know I've said this before, but I wanted to say it again. I love the fact that when they go to the Hulk and he's, well, Banner Hulk, and he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm not that kind of scientist. I, I, I really enjoy that they don't <laughs> go into the whole, like, because in comic books, a lot of the time, if you're a scientist or a doctor, it's just assumed right. that you just know everything about anything. And I just love that he's kind of like, I have an idea about it, but this isn't something I'm an expert in. And I'm like, thank you, finally, for for 
for tapping the brakes on like just he i mean he he gets the hang of it but it's obvious that tony's the one that really pushes it forward and everything um the peggy carter stuff and this is something that i've known like on the internet people have complained about that oh well cap's motivation changes because you know he said the person who wanted that life went to the ice you know blah blah, blah. but that's the thing he never had that option this whole time right. travel and all this stuff gave him that option to, to have it, that life. It, it gave him the option and it didn't undo anything he did as Cap. I, I yeah. like that their their time travel explanation is, look, what we've already done has happened. So going into the past is still your future. It's not undoing any of your past. Mm-hmm. So in in that way that he was able to just sort of go through his life roll back and then just live a normal life and then to show up as an old man and hand his shield off how amazing was that that it, was that was so great that handoff at the end it, it it was a great scene it was a great payoff to a great character um who who had a lot of great moments in this movie i mean I, as your co-host uh david coined the term and i, I i'm assuming he coined this term and everything for the early review of this, the um, Captain Thunder stuff, we all knew that was going to happen. I'm, I'm sorry. The, the, the second there was two hammers floating around, we all knew that Cap was going to get one of them right. at some point in a battle. Because they, they hinted at it, and they finally had it pay off. And I love Thor's response to that, too. Where he says, what did he say? He says, like, I knew it or <laughs> I something <knew> like that. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Um, that and... Um... Uh, I mean, there was the two hammers, but uh, don't forget there was two caps at one point in this movie too. That was that was the highlight of them going back in time. I think, um, yes. and, and and revisiting some of that stuff was uh, that. And when he gets in the elevator with all all the crooked I, uh, shield agents, and you think the elevator fight is going to go down again, um, I I like <laughs> that they alluded to it, but then did the hail hydra thing instead because. Right. This, this this movie takes a lot of perfect steps. And yes, I would have loved to have seen another elevator fight, but in the end, it would have just been them rehashing something they've done before. Doing right. that, though, was something that it was like, one, it was a payoff to the comics and stuff like that. And two, it, it did a better job in the movie of having a great moment where it was like, you think one thing's going to happen. And it's like, eh, let's sidestep real quick. Uh, it, it, was, it was so great. It was perfect the way they sidestepped it. I agreed. I don't... I mean, the elevator fight is one of the most fun uh, scenes in the entire mm. MCU, in my opinion. But I would much rather them see it build up and then deflate it like that and, and subvert expectation than to, to just see a replay of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just that wink of, you know where this is going, and then, no, you don't. And then, yeah, it was, yeah. So, it was so perfect. Um, that So... I kind of want to talk about this. I'm just going to kind of like a puzzle piece that doesn't really go here, but I think it matches. I'm just going to kind of put it in. Um, I, I, I'm pointing this out now. I saw that there is a video on YouTube by a film theorist that talks about is Thanos worthy to wield Mjolnir. I did not watch it, but it did make me start thinking about that concept. So I want to bring that up here. In your opinion, Phil, do you think, within the rules of the MCU, Thanos could have lifted Mjolnir? Because he does sort of lift um, Stormbreaker, but Stormbreaker doesn't have the the same rules that Mjolnir does. Um, no, I don't. I mean, if you're just going by, you know, are you worthy? Are you, are you pure-hearted? Are you... Uh, a, a hero in sort of a traditional sense. I don't think, and this is if you really want to get into like the breakdown of Thanos and Thanos is sort of one of my curmudgeon moments because in the beginning of this film, he is a peaceful farmer and you get the sense that he is this sort of, he, he thinks he's done something good for the universe. He thinks he's done a service for them by balancing everything out, he is not violent by nature. He destroys the stones. He is not after power. He just wants to live peacefully. And I really like this this portrayal of him as this 
bad guy who is actually very peaceful and sort of regrets having to be a bad guy. And they, they kill him immediately. And then the a next ton time of hooligans he shows up, break into his house, beat yes. him up. <laughs> and then when he they bring him back around, he is megalomaniacal Thanos and, and one-dimensional. And it, it's just sort of like, well, he doesn't. And this was part of my thing when he uh, pitches Gamora off in, in to get the, the stone in Infinity War is that you don't get a sense it weighs on him. You don't get a sense that there's any depth to this character. You only get it in this one scene, and I think it's great. I think it's a, a perfect portrayal of Thanos. But every other time, he's just this one-dimensional, scenery-chewing monster. And that is the Thanos. I don't think would even have a prayer of lifting that hammer. Um, but the more interesting version of Thanos, yeah, maybe. Because that guy, you get a sense, sort of did a terrible thing and thinks he did this is a really muddy conversation it, it is because my because uh, when, when do you know I, what i do you know what i'm saying at, at yeah. least or do i sound like a monster well <laughs> here's the thing when i do my rebuttal one i will sound like a monster but i'm i'm trying to back it up with the logic of what we've been introduced to and what the comics kind of cheating and using the comics to an extent sure. to this and like, like i said I have not watched the video, so if I'm hitting the same points, I, I purposely was like, I saw it. It was an interesting thing that popped into my head of, let me do this in my own thinking, not watch this so I don't bring up any points from that, and then see where I go with it myself. So so I said, um, in the context of it, you, you, you said, you know, one who's pure of heart, one who who has, you know, is a heroic thing. The comics have sort of taken that and cheated it as in the the sense of it's if you think you're worthy because yeah. uh, the the um, Hydra th- um, Cap was able to lift it because he believed he he believed so wholeheartedly that he was in the right and was doing the right thing that he believed he was worthy. Thereby, he could lift the hammer because he believed he was worthy. In the same vein, during that time, there was unworthy Thor, where Thor doubted himself as a god, doubted his importance, and wasn't able to lift the hammer during that time because he doubted himself. And the hammer's like, well, if you don't think you're worthy, then sorry. But that's the thing. In the movies, it's sort of been established of the, the true and virtuous nature. But if we take the comics slightly Thanos thinks he's in the right so much that he probably would think he was worthy and whether he's truly able to lift it. They don't really tackle it in the movie, but I, I'd like to think that would have been an interesting twist the movie, but that would have, it, it wouldn't have worked in that, in the scenes that it was portrayed in because really, uh, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I, I was just going to say it wouldn't have worked because you just had Cap lift it. Then it would have been like, well, if Thor, I mean, if sorry, if Thanos was able to like catch it, hold it, and throw it back, it would have been this whole thing of, wait, what? Is right. he just strong enough to lift it? Is It, it would have brought up all of these questions and stuff that where it would have just been like, as even a comic book fan, I would have been like, that would have been a little much in that scene. Sure. To have all that. So, like I said, it, it's, it's a neat thought exercise. But there's no backing or bias of it. It just depends on the rules of what the hammer is in this movie. And it's kind of just been elaborated to as you have to be pure of heart and all that stuff. But in the comics, it was always held that way, too, until, you know, it was just pointed out of, hey, if you're a robot, you can cut, you can lift it, sort of. And if you're right, right. worthy, you can lift it. But it's kind of your determination of if you're worthy. The hammer doesn't really see good or evil. It just sees someone who is worthy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of the idea that you know if there's, you know if you're really doing good or not, whether yeah. you know that subconsciously or whatnot. But by that logic, sort of like a sociopath would have no problem walking around and lifting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone who just has no sense of right or wrong. Which, on that note, then by that logic, yeah, Thanos probably could lift it. Thanos could uh, ta- juggle that thing. But yeah. um, but uh, that also, like, that sort of logic, I think, really does work in the MCU where so many characters have a level of self-loathing. Mm-hmm. You know, like someone like Banner, who is 
is insanely strong, but really has always hated this side, you know, this this curse that is the Hulk, yeah. uh, you know, up until this movie, of course. But, you know, uh, there's all, you know, uh, Tony, you know, they haven't leaned into it a whole lot in the movies, but you know, Tony is an alcoholic who has, uh, some ego issues and, uh, and has some daddy issues and, and all of these weird, um, uh, character flaws and that they are all aware of. So, uh, the MCU, which is always sort of pride, not just the M the cinematic universe, but in the comics, like the characters have always been flawed and they've always been aware of their flaws. So uh, in a, in a weird way that does sort of work to just go you know if you're worthy or not and yeah. and who really is. So on the point of the last battle, on the point of worthiness, on this stuff and I think you posted something on my Facebook in reference to this. What did you think of the Deus Ex Machina? Uh, uh, that was okay. We're going to go back to my curmudgeon moments. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, no, 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 it's fine. (laughs) Um, uh, Captain Marvel. And I have not seen the Captain Marvel movie. (gasps) Uh, uh, I know, I know. Um, but, but there's so much context that's in this movie that you don't, (laughs) I'm sure I'm missing something. So someone's going to come at me and be like, well, you would have liked it, her in this movie if you knew about, but uh, you know, she shows up in two scenes, solves the unsolvable problem immediately and disappears. And it's just like, she is in this just to get Tony out of space, just to come in and shoot down the indestructible, uh, spaceship. Um, and it really, it, it, her use in this movie is just lazy. It's just lazy writing how do we get out of this oh we have captain marvel show up and i don't know if they rushed her movie out ahead of time so that they could have her in here to solve these problems um i don't know if this was a black panther situation where they didn't know how big her movie was going to be otherwise she would have been in this more um but i just everything about her in this movie was just it just reeked of laziness. So it, that was, that was probably, um, as I left the theater, that was my biggest complaint with it was, was Captain Marvel's inclusion. If she wasn't really going to bring anything to the table. Well, I've heard rumors, mostly from Zach, that there was a script originally, or there was stuff shot to where there was a cut that was different to where she was in it more. I that could know. that could be some of the deleted stuff that they're they're putting in that new cut for all. Well, I apparently know. no, like she was more involved in a lot more of the stuff. Like it wasn't just cutting her scenes; that it was like she was involved more with the plot, like the okay. overall plot. I don't see how that could have worked. She works for what she needs to do. Yes, yeah, she's a come say you know a a she shows up. Obviously, she's going to do something to automatically fix everything that's broken. That's the character they're portraying her as in this movie. And did, did I like the scene where she shows up and destroys the ship and takes on Thanos? Yeah, it was cool and everything, but it's one of those things to where she works in this movie. I, I don't think they could have written her any other way in this movie because she they portrayed her as way overpowered, which... Yeah. It yeah. would have just been like, well, that would have solved a lot of other situations instantly. So that's why I like solved this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> really so, like... so that's why I like that they kept her busy with other stuff to keep her sort of out of the loop on everything. Um, I, I, I said I was really I love the scene where she shows up and destroys the ship because it, it was just like, a, oh, it's going down. Like, I, I totally bought into this. Um. And yes, I do agree that she is a dad. No, no, it's fine. It's I mean, this was my gripe with it. I yeah, n- no, somebody else had no issue with it. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. You know, you're not the only one who's had a gripe with with this. Um, I know that there was something else I was um, listening to that pointed out that everything she did could have been done by Thor. Technically, if you really wanted yeah. to get into it, Thor could have used the Bifrost to find Tony. Um, he could have summoned enough lightning and like brought down the ship himself, maybe. But that would have been putting Thor up to a higher level of power that we've never seen him do. And it would have been like, why didn't he use this before? And that's the, they said that was sure. the only problem with it was 
it would have pushed Thor to an extreme that we've never seen him at. It would have kind of brought up more questions with that than than having her do it. So that 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 was their argument for me. Like I said, I I I don't mind Captain Marvel. It's going to be interesting going forward because they've given her the Superman complex in this, and right, yeah, how are you going to work with that? Because it's going to make um a lot of I, I where they're going in the future with these movies and this movie. Yes, there is a little bit of setup here and there for what they're doing later, but overall, this movie is not about setup. It's about closure to a to a. 22 10-year-long film series yeah. and it brings closure to to a lot of characters um as we stated tony stark who who um has like we said amazing scenes in this captain america who has some amazing scenes in this um right. and and i'm just interested to see where thor goes with this whole um him with the guardians and everything the, the as guardians of the, the galaxy. galaxy yes yes that and I've heard that, yes, they are doing Beta Ray Bill in the next movie. So I am beyond stoked for that because if there is a weird character in comics that I'd love to no end, it's Beta Ray Bill. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. You had to tell me Beta Ray Bill was going to be in there. That's one of the great moments of the Walt Simonson yeah. uh, Thor run is the, the invention of Beta Ray Bill. He's awesome. It, he, he is one of those characters... Like and this this is talking from a universe that has a talking tree and a raccoon in it, and it's like this character still I feel is somehow just slightly weirder. And if they really are going to utilize him in a future thing, I am I am thumbs up front row ready to go for whatever they do, especially if Taika Waititi is going to be handling it and doing sure. it. Sure. So, um, I, I I don't know if you had any other points. Like I said this 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 was a nice exercise in me kind of having a lot more time to mull over stuff and kind of think about it and probably just repeating myself to be honest from previous episodes. That's oh, all good of this, but I, I I wanted to give you your moment to discuss this. And yes, there probably will be another one of these when Ellie finally sees it to have that discussion <laughs> whenever that is. So I guess when we'll, the on the Blu-ray release, you know, I, people will be hungry for this movie will be relevant again in a couple months when the see, Blu-ray comes see, out. See, that's 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 the thing now it's a it's a oh they're 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 doing another avengers endgame review oh phil's on it not unsubscribe <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, sorry sorry i just lost you a bunch of listeners but um, uh, i don't I, know if you had any final thoughts you wanted to say yeah i just want to speak to uh what you just hit on about this being closure um as, as you've mentioned a couple times today uh that I am a bit of a curmudgeon with the MCU uh, or uh, over, over time it is just worn on me. I've made no secret about, you know, these sort of recycled plots that they just do over and over. And it just, you know, Marvel fatigue and all that. Uh, so for me, this is sort of a closure where I kind of got here and I just kind of said, I think in the big picture way, I think I'm done with the MCU. Like, but something like a, a Taika Waititi um, a Thor movie, if that rolls out, I am going to go see that. I am probably going to see the new Spider-Man. I'll see a movie here or there. But following the MCU uh, religiously, like like I had done for a lot of years, I kind of think I've, I've come full circle on it and I've gotten about all I need to get out of it at this point. So, you know... Uh, my characters, my my era is sort of retiring. You know, Tony's out and Cap's out, and uh, well, Thor's still in, but he's taken on a new a new bent. Um, and I'm yeah, I think I'm probably about clocking out of, of the MCU with this movie. So it was it was a good way to get some closure on on that, um, even if the the execution wasn't all i had hoped for um i don't know are you in are you in ellie game of thrones people i am ellie wants to be so okay so there's I that just, um it my my thoughts of the, of this as closure for that is in this a lot like a lot of people felt about the last season of game of thrones in that it got us there it was just a little sloppy doing it but it did bring us closure with characters we love. And that's kind of my my bent on Endgame is 
it got me there. It was a little sloppy. I, I loved what they did with the characters ultimately. And now I'm out, you know, kind of drop the mic kind of thing. I, I feel we're going to be having this discussion about Star Wars in a few months with you too. So I've, uh, I've kind of hinted that episode nine will be about where I get off the train on that too. Uh, the last couple, um, uh, what do they call them? Star Wars stories, yeah. like solo and stuff. They've not really done much for me. I haven't seen much of the animated TV shows. And uh, this is the Skywalker saga that that has kept me invested in in Star Wars for 40 years. So uh, that's probably where I'm going to get off the train with that, too. It's it's a tough year for you, sir, of of a lot of. You know what? I'm done. Oh, with it's a this. good year. I, I'm looking. I'm looking at it as a positive. This is this is closure on a lot of long running properties that I've that I've loved, and I get to you know, I'm not going to stop watching these movies. But uh, I'm probably I'm just you know still a fan. I'm going to check out Game of Thrones prequels. I'll probably check out an occasional Star Wars movie. I'm just I can't be a fanatic about this stuff anymore. It's it's. it's it's getting to be a work to do it. You it, know what it I mean? It is. It definitely is. I'm I'm still recovering from the month of of Marvel. Um, but Did you yeah. get my flowers? I sent you a lot of good. Get well soon. And I, and I got a lot of those. Kind of I got a lot of those, and and I I have put a proper divot in our couch with my um, posterior <laughs> from that from from that event and everything and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I, I love doing it. It was a lot of fun to go back, and it, it definitely paid off with, with the Endgame movie of it being like, I, I just watched all this, so it was cool to have that nice little flashback to everything for that. Um, I I would like to say I'm not a diehard Game of Thrones fan. I'm I'm familiar sure. with a lot of stuff, and I watched the last season. Uh, I just kind of skipped some of the in-between stuff, so sorry everyone for that. But I, I would like to point out, I think this one stuck the landing better than that did. If, if I may be so I, bold. I'm, I'm not going to argue with any, anybody who came up short on Game of Thrones, because that was very divisive. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I mean, I, I could talk more on that, but one, I am... Sure. I am I That's am a different Ill, show. Yeah, <laughs> I, one, that is a different show. Two, I am ill-prepared. And three, I will just anger people by pointing out, oh, well, I've watched, you know, the first three seasons, know all the spoiler stuff, and then watch the final season. So the, 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 the level of anger that will bring up of me deciding to talk about that on here is not something I would want to incur for no apparent reason. That's where your Twitter feed blows up. That's where a lot of things blow up. <laughs> um, so with, with with that, sir, it was a pleasure to have you on. I'm sure, I'm 100% sure it will not be the last time. I feel like I should just drag you on now on purpose for any MCU movie that comes out now just to force you to watch it. So, Oh, no, I think you should do it, and I won't watch it, and I'll just pretend to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. <laughs> this is going to be... Great. So I, I, I look forward to, to those movie discussions. And, and as I said, you, you were, you, you are always a great person to have on. And I, I'd loved having you on for this discussion. It was, it was great, sir. And where can people find more from you? Oh, I love doing this show. So thank you for having me. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad I finally got to see Endgame, uh, partly just to come on here and talk about it with you. So mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate it, Zinger. No problem. Anytime, sir. Uh, you can find me uh, at philrude.com. That's sort of my landing page uh, full of a blog that I rarely update and a bunch of links to my social media, to my store, and to my podcast, Brokebot Mountain, that I do with David Luzader and uh, occasionally with Zenger. You know, you've been on there, what, two or three times? I've been on there a few times. I'm I'm waiting patiently in the wings for my next opportunity to step you're, up to the plate. You're due. It's been a little while. So, yeah, we gotta we got to bring you back around. But, um, yeah, yeah, check us out there. All right. And, um, as always, if you've been listening to this, I'm sure you know where to find Zingness. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week with another nerdy topic.